If you're a real estate agent and you're tired of cold calling, door knocking, and spending money on ads, then subscribe to this podcast. We discuss leveraging the power of YouTube for your real estate business and how these strategies earned us over $1 million in GCI our first year in real estate. My name is Lee Bilasic and my partner is Travis Plum. Let's get started. And we'll get started and say, welcome to Passive Prospecting YouTube for Real Estate. And we are discussing today, uh, no slacking in December, all right? <laughs> so uh, don't let your foot off the gas. This is a great time. I mean, a great time of the year that people are at home. Uh, views are interesting. I mean, at the same time, they, they we typically see an uptick in December. And we think about Christmas and uh, the days before Christmas, the days after, New Year's Eve, New Year's Day. Uh, a lot of time that people typically spend at home during the holidays. And not everybody's a football fan, so it's a good time for them to uh, watch on their phones. But, you know, anybody that watches football these days is probably watching their phone and then watching uh, football in between their phone, I would say. Uh, I, somebody was joking around, or some comedian, I think, was talking about she said, yeah, we, uh, my husband and I have this fun little game we play every night where we put on the big screen on the wall and then we watch our little screens uh, in our hands and then we occasionally send funny videos back and forth to each other and then wait for the other one to laugh. And <laughs> it was uh, pretty funny because, uh, yeah, I find myself, I don't watch a lot of TV, but I definitely like to watch football. I, uh, you know, I, I catch the Cowboys games, always make some time as best I can to watch the Cowboys games. Uh, but also even like last night winding down, I, I'm more, I'm more apt to just turn on the football game, no matter who's playing. I'm just a, you know, I played high school football. I was, I've just always been a fan of the sport. You could say the other, other, other games are just wait. The seasons are way too long. Uh, even with the Rangers, I didn't watch any Rangers game until they played the Astros and then, of course, played uh, Arizona. So those were the only two series I've watched of the entire baseball season. But they both are pretty good, really good. But football, yeah, I can – like Monday night last night, I think – I didn't. we didn't even get finished up. I don't know, just kind of like everything we were doing throughout the day, meetings and then dinner and going for a walk and, and all that good stuff. And it seemed like I turn around and it's already 8 o'clock. And I'm like, you know what? want to unwind for about 30 minutes or an hour and I'll put on that game. Of course, it's two teams I'm not necessarily interested in, but I find myself pulling out the phone <laughs> within about 10 minutes. I watch like a, a drive and then I'm going, all right, let me let me go into the Facebook group. Let me check Instagram uh, because I don't check these things typically throughout the day. Uh, it, and it's it's difficult because at the end of the day, that's the time I would do one to unwind, but then I, I think about the community and people that are messaging me and things like that. I'll go into Instagram and there's always a, a ton of messages there. I go into the Facebook group, there's several posts, mostly successes, so that's always a good thing. I love to I love to uh, see that. What did I, I saved a couple of the other day. One of them was, let me see if I can read that one real quick. I just want to share it because it, it's really encouraging. And uh, i got to find it now. I've got so many new photos in my phone already. Let me see. Oh, and I got an Instagram lead today too, which I typically don't get uh, Instagram leads. Uh, they usually all come through the channel, but sometimes people will come out 
and hit me up on Instagram through there. But oh yeah, this one was posted by Sarah says, closed my first YouTube buyer today for $11,638 in GCI. Best part though, I have 67,000 plus uh, currently under contract from YouTube. Uh, four transactions and one referral. The pipeline is real. Thank you, PP team, that's passive prospecting team, and this community. And so it's great. You know, it's great at the end of the day where I want I try to I want to unwind, but then I realized, oh, we've got a you know, we've got a community and messages and positive posts and things like that. And so what do I do? I'm sitting there trying to unwind and I find myself on social media, right? And then you can't just go on Instagram and check messages either. Right. You got to you got to scroll around, get through the feed. And so, you know, you start killing some time and then where I'll go over to YouTube. I go over to YouTube and I I find myself browsing a lot on YouTube now. It's kind of like the Netflix problem. You know how you sit down sometimes and you're like, OK, I want to watch Netflix. And then you sit there and the next thing you know, you just scrolled through all the thumbnails for the last hour. And and the next thing you know, you're like, oh, OK, I'm kind of. Uh, I don't want to watch <laughs> Netflix anymore. Uh, and then some nights you you pick a movie immediately and it's great. But it seems like more often than not, I go on to YouTube now and and I start to peruse from a producer standpoint versus a consumer. So it's 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 like I find myself uh, scrolling through there a lot of times looking at thumbnails and titles and and you know based on my feed and my subscriptions and and it just gets interesting because I'll just scroll through there and the next thing I know I could I could kill half an hour and I, I haven't watched a video and I'm like, okay, I've got to wa I want to watch something educational or, uh, you know, on YouTube. I mean, YouTube is primarily education for me. I don't go on there for a lot of entertainment. Uh, I don't know, Matt Reif, the comedian, is I've watched a couple of his videos. Um, usually shorts though, uh, maybe five, ten minute clips here and there. But other than that, you know, this is the time where this is where people are on there. But ultimately, we're trying to capture the researchers. We're trying to capture the people that are intentional. And of course, moving is mostly a stressful event for people. Uh, usually, I mean, there's some people that love to move. They love to pack. They love to organize. And, uh, you know, that's cool. Uh, but others, most people... It, it scares the bejesus out of them and uh, stresses them out, especially if they're moving across country you know, or state lines. I mean, that, that is a pretty big deal. There's a lot of moving parts you have to do, especially with the family. So there's a lot going on. So if they're researching, I mean, that's what they're going to be dialed into. And we know that's where they're spending their time, which is why... For us, you know, search is a really important factor in, in video and especially on YouTube is because we're capturing the intentional people. But this time right now, it's interesting based on the YouTube gurus and the real estate uh, coaches out there. I mean, a lot of them, I mean, the real estate, uh, no, let me back up. The YouTube gurus are the ones that are, of course, now 2024 is going to be the market crash. Which, by the way, 2020, 2021, 2022, and 2023 was going to be the market crash. But now, now 2024 is going to be the market crash. And then you have a lot of real estate coaches uh, saying January is going to be huge. It's going to be great. Uh, interest rates are going to drop. Prices are going to increase. Buyers are going to come. And hey, awesome. I, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm all for that. So, I mean, either way, I'm for any scenario almost. Now, I'm not, I'm not for a scenario where people lose their houses and, and 
anything like that at all whatsoever. But if home prices were to crash, well, guess what? We've got a lot of buyers on the sideline that would probably pull the trigger and make a move. I mean, if home prices are going to crash 50%, as some of them say they are, well, then shoot, who cares about a 65 or a 7% interest rate if I get a home at 50% off? Um, but likely those people would probably still wait and procrastinate or say, you know what, uh, I don't know, interest rates are still too high, even though the home is 50% off. But other people, the smart ones, would jump in on that. Or interest rates are going to come down next year, and guess what? Buyers are going to come back into the market, but they're probably going to be faced with a, uh, a same situation of a year and a half ago of multiple offers, overbidding, those types of things. And then guess what? They get FOMO. And it becomes so competitive again that we may find ourselves right back in the same situation. Either way, you know, for us positioned the way we are through YouTube, we can capitalize off of either one. And so, you know, how does that affect people that we sold in the last six months? Well, only if they plan to sell in the next six months. But ideally, none of those people should be selling in the next six months. Grant, uh, you know, unless they have some major major event happen in their life that forces them to sell. Otherwise, even if the home prices dip, you know, 10, 15, 20%, which they typically can do that anyways based on seasonality. But here's what you have to help people understand is that these home prices right now, at least in the Dallas market, are still year over year positive. Um, uh, year over year between 4 to 10 to 15% year over year. So that means even though maybe we've seen a 15% decrease or 20% decrease from the peak in summer, the fall, these fall and winter prices are still higher than they were last year. So, you know, are you getting a deal now? Are you getting a deal right now? Well, not really. You would have got a better deal last year at this time. Now, interest rates have come down a little bit. So maybe that does counterbalance it. Maybe you do have a higher price, but the interest rates have helped bring it down. But otherwise, uh, the point to all this is, is now is not the time to slack off for making content. This is a time where uh, it's getting colder outside. So a lot of your northerners are going to be inside a lot more. People are home for the holidays. Uh, some people have a little bit more relaxed schedule as far as when it comes to work. Uh, some people, you know, this is whenever they take their time to rela relax and reset. Allow me to take a quick break to remind you that we have very important links in the description below. If you want the full story of how we closed over 1 million in commissions our first year and over 2.3 million in commissions our second year, check out the first link. Also, you have the link to our number one Amazon best-selling book, Passive Prospecting. Last, if you enjoy this podcast and you're a giving person, leave a five-star review, please. Now back to the episode. But ultimately, they're going to be on their phones, and the ones that are researching are going to be on their phones anyways. And I want to have consistent content that's going out so that I can stay top of mind. And now we are working again on... Uh, getting back to three videos a week, at least through the month of December, January, I just feel that's better. I mean, I, I even though we are producing some longer videos, which, uh, you know, recently we've come out with some 50-minute, 45-minute, 38-minute videos, we know that the longer videos are just, they perform better. I mean, YouTube is a long-form platform. So as long as you have the right information on there and you think about this, you're targeting the right audience, which is people that are researching, 
I mean, it's easier for them, I would think, too, to, to watch a 50-minute video than it is three 20-minute videos. And then they've got to jump back and forth. So if you're able to cover one subject extensively, ideally that would be uh, better than just breaking up or even doing a series. Like, why not just... Uh, why not just create that video and have it come out all at once? Even if, if you have one one-hour video come out a week, and I'm not saying you have to do this, so before you freak out and say, okay, well, shoot, I got to start. No, no, that's not the case. If you're starting out on your journey, let me clarify. The first two years, I did three videos a week um, without fail. Uh, stayed, did, did not miss a week, did not miss three videos a week for two years. Now, that was important for me Number one, to develop the muscle memory, to get more comfortable and better on video, and to try to catch other people in the Dallas market, which we were able to do that and pass them up when it came to views and subscribers. And also business, generating business, which of course is the most important factor. So anybody that is basing their success off of views right now or saying, oh, well, you know, we've got a lot of views. I mean, the, rea the reality is, is that we've got to look at the numbers. What's the production? And... And I know that we still are, as far as I know, for the numbers that I can see, you know, the, the top producing uh, channel. And we still focus a lot on search. Do we get the most views? Nope. But we get the right views. And we know continually positioning uh, our videos for that is leading to more business. It's leading to more conversions. And that's comparable to even other large markets throughout the country. So, And I know people that are doing very well with YouTube, uh, but at the same time, they, they, um, you know, sometimes still put a lot of emphasis on views and, and, uh, and subscribers, which is not really, not really that a big of a deal as the phone ringing. I mean, for me, that's the most important thing is the phone ringing, but ultimately, you know, right now, uh, you want to think about the rest of December. When are you publishing? Maybe reposition. I mean, Christmas day is going to be on a Monday, so I would think about getting a video ready to publish on Sunday morning, or um, which is Christmas Eve. Uh, that would probably be the ideal. Uh, normally, we publish if we're going to publish three videos a week, we're doing Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, but we would shift Saturday to Sunday morning and let that video ride out uh, throughout Sunday and Monday. We just published one video on Thanksgiving Day. And uh, South Lake video, that one, that one kind of took off. Um, can I relate that to the holidays? Mm, not really, but I do know I can relate it to the fact that it got picked up uh, in Google search uh, very quickly. So that one shot over, uh, it's almost 24,000 views now just within, uh, since Thanksgiving. 24,000 views in, in, uh, since Thanksgiving. A lot of that's uh, through getting picked up through... Uh, through Google and uh, on the on the search through Google, but then also browse is still pushing a lot of that out on YouTube, and we publish that one on Thanksgiving Day. So sometimes maybe that does give a little bit of boost. You get picked up a little bit more. Um, not a lot of people are publishing on those days. They're sticking with their schedule, and I would say just adjust just a little bit, and you might be able to cap capture a few eyeballs. You know, we're going to be. Uh, doing our live tonight uh, and we'll be doing that uh, the next couple of weeks I'm not sure if we'll do it the day after Christmas that might be a good time uh, to do it uh, so I don't see a problem doing it then but but we want to do it the next three weeks in a row we know that 
lives for us, even though they don't generate the most views, they do generate business. Uh, typically we get anywhere from three to five calls the next day or sometimes even that night from our live videos. And it's, it's a way that we can do live call to actions to people that are on watching the channel right that moment. So when we're interacting with people, we're having conversations with them and we're answering their questions and they're asking buying questions, it makes it very easy to give them a quick call to action and say, hey, sure, that's a great question, very specific. It's too broad of a question to answer here. Plus, we need to know some more information about your situation and what specifically you're looking for. So go ahead and shoot us a quick text and we'll be happy to talk this through with you tomorrow. So then, then we can do live call to actions and that makes it very personalized for people that are on the lives that are commenting and though even though it may not look like we get a lot of views. Well, we, I mean, we range what uh, between 1,500 to 3,500 views per live. So, I mean, that's still not bad. It's not as much as our other videos, and they don't tend to go after that. They don't tend to grow after um, the second or third month. I would say by month three, they're probably hit their peak. So that could be defined as a seasonal uh, video. Uh, versus evergreen which I get that and that's okay if we're publishing other content on the channel then I'm not as concerned about publishing some seasonal content or doing a live where I'll talk about some of the recent articles and a little bit of the market which is seasonal and is mostly irrelevant but still it is relevant for right now plus things are changing enough and I've seen enough channels that that's all they do is talk about news of the day and it doesn't just have to be in real estate. It could be in politics or religion or anything else. I mean, they, they talk about things that are happening today or this week, and they still get all the viewers. I mean, talk radio, news shows, these are notorious for doing that, about talking about the news right now, and it keeps people tuned in all the time, right? They keep coming back for more. It's the same thing but different over and over and over again. So even though we like to work on evergreen content, that's what Thursdays and Saturdays are for, or those are good times to publish uh, you know, our evergreen content. But again, I like, to do, I like to do three videos a week when I got started to give me the muscle memory to get better on video and to outwork everybody else in my market. Then uh, the third year, I had to scale back. I had to scale back just because uh, businesses grew you know we opened up two other businesses we uh, I traveled I mean I've been to maybe 55 conferences in the last two years that's a lot it's a lot of travel and so sometimes that uh, I now I still did no less than one video a week uh, mostly two and but the three videos a week I definitely had to scale back from that and then if we tried to do a lives on Tuesday if I was on the road or at a conference if, uh, I'm not likely doing that live although I could have but um, I just I didn't so those are things I'm working on uh, for December and January at least through January because I don't have anything coming up for December or January and travel as of this moment could always get called to speak somewhere last minute but other than that, I think it's a good two months to kind of reset, um, re-engage, and then also get back into a frequency, which for me is I want to have as many videos out there as possible right now. Number one, there's a lot more people popping up, especially in the Dallas market. So that's something else I've got to contend with as well, and that's something I have to think about. 
So if they're doing one or two videos a week, it's a way to get on top of that. But otherwise, I'm giving, I'm giving some different looks. I'm giving some different looks. Are we still there, Chrissy? I just, I think I just. Yeah, I can hear you now. Yeah, you cut out for a second, but you're back. Yeah, I accidentally, <laughs> accidentally closed the app. Um, I was trying to tap around on here and a freaking notification popped up and <laughs> I accidentally hit that and then I tried to close out of that and then I closed it. That and happens to me way too often. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Um, so, oh, Anna's here. Good to see you, Anna, as always. And, and, uh, Anyways, yeah, that completely threw me off my train of thought. But anyways, I would just say that this is a good time. Holidays are a good time to step up on content. So if you're doing one video a week right now, you should probably consider going to two. If you're doing two, maybe consider going to three. If you're doing um, three right now, maybe consider doing a live. You know, what I do like about the lives is it does kind of relieve a little bit of pressure of trying to be perfect, of trying to hit record and... Uh, you know, you just get to be yourself. And, and the thing is, is that as you get interaction on those videos, it makes it a lot easier. We'll initially do a lot like we do here on this podcast is we can kind of develop a narrative for the first 20, 30 minutes or review some articles or some market updates. And that's enough to get the audience going, get the questions coming in. And then it's easy. I can jump over the last 30 minutes and I can answer questions for the last 30 minutes. I mean, who cannot, who in here could not answer questions about your market? Hopefully, hopefully everyone can. So, you know, that's the easy part. You just, if you can get to the Q and A, uh, you, you could have an hour long video and really you're just, you're, you're talking freely. And if you're, if you have a business partner or a spouse or even somebody in your market that you like to talk shop with, get them on there too. And that way it becomes a two way conversation. And of course, that's where Travis will jump on. We'll have a conversation. Chrissy joins us sometimes, and and uh, you know we'll just we'll chat through it, look at a couple of different articles, talk about them, what's going on, and you know we went over one main article in depth. I think about two weeks ago, really interesting, and it was really good about breaking down you know why so many people are moving to Dallas and and Texas in general, and and what the problems. are are going on in these other states like California, New York, and Washington. And you know why, why it's driving people here as well, even now that uh, people are back to work or you know you, you, COVID has, has passed uh, for the most part, I believe, you know those types of things. So it's just interesting to see uh, that you know how that progresses and then also it's just something that you can work into your your profile, you know, your, your style, if that is something you want to do. And we've talked about this before too, is that really, if you want to develop a theme for your channel, you want to follow the path of least resistance, in my opinion, which is do what, do what you will do. I mean, you do not want to get caught up looking at our channel and say, well, Levi does neighborhood videos. Therefore I have to do neighborhood videos, but I hate doing neighborhood videos or I'm scared to death or I'm nervous or I'm embarrassed. Well, if that's the case, maybe you don't start there. Maybe, maybe you make really good office videos. Um, you know, and if that's the case, you can do that. Do you have to go outside and walk around neighborhoods? No, I've seen successful channels that just do it from the office. But for me, I like to get out and about, <laughs> you know, I don't want to be 
stuck in the office all day. And since, you know, uh, since Travis and the team handle the clients, you know, I'm not out running around showing houses. So for me, getting out filming neighborhoods, that's my opportunity to get out and run around and also uh, talk to builders and and communities and things like that and, and keep on top of what's going on around me and the areas so that I have a good idea of relaying the best information on these videos, even though someone else from the team is going to help out that person. And, you know, I'm trusting that the team understands these types of updates, but also, you know, that uh, our team watches our videos. And and uh, actually one of our agents, you know, texted me a couple of days ago about uh, our South Lake video. And he was like, man, that South Lake video was great. And I love this and that. And, and by the way, that barbecue place is awesome. I love going there. So, you know, our own team members, you know, watch the channel. And so I want that information to be good for them as well. Of course, I always want them to do their own research, but they use it as a resource. And especially if people call in and say, hey, yeah, I was watching this video that Levi made, blah, 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 and they start talking about it, they they want to know. And it's not, we don't require them to watch the channel, but the good ones will, and they stay on top of it. So, you know, are you the newscaster? I mean, could you do that? Do you like to read real estate news articles and, and dissect them and then uh, break them down and make it easier for the rest of us uh, commoners to understand, right? So that's something to keep in mind. Uh, you know, could do you want to be the, the, uh, the let me see, the newscaster? Yeah, you've got the office, you've got the, you've got the new construction tour person. I mean, there's people that have built really good channels just out of touring uh, new construction, model homes. Uh, some on camera, some off camera. Uh, I know of one channel very successful. They they don't even sh show their face. They just talk. They talk behind the camera and walk through their their homes. Uh, you know, so there's different ways. But I do know one thing for sure is that consistency is the the key factor to all of their success. You look at any of those channels, and they are they are doing very well. I mean, there's there's some channels that that's all they do is talk about the news, talk about updates, talk about recent articles, talk about what the Fed is saying. But now, and they and those can get a lot of views. Do I do I know the amount of real estate business they're doing? No, but I also don't know that I, I don't know that they're doing a lot of it. They may be doing some or getting referrals. I know channels that do that as well, uh, that talk on more broad subjects, and they have hundreds of thousands of sub subscribers. But all they do is referrals, and they make uh, one to three six figures a year from referrals which is you know, basically collecting 25%. So people will call them from all around the nation you know, and say, hey, do you know an agent in Omaha, Nebraska? Do you know one in Kansas City? And, and she'll be like, yep, I sure do. You can talk to this person. And then she sends out a referral agreement and that's it. So she makes two videos a week, I believe. And then, and I know her mornings, she just spends going through her email, collecting referrals, sending them out, getting referral agreements signed. And then the afternoon, she's working on her next video. And that's it, you know, that's the schedule. And does everything from home. Does not go out and about, no neighborhoods, none of that. Does very well. Um, now, again, I said one to three six figures. Clearly, we've done way more than that. I mean, just this year alone, we've done well over a million in commissions just from YouTube, which not as much as last year, but hey, it's been 7.5% interest rates this, this entire year. So that would be the question you have to ask yourself. Would 
a million and plus in commissions be worth it from one lead source, one lead source this year, especially in this market of seven and a half percent interest rates. Now, I do know we're best positioned for this upcoming year. Uh, first quarter, if things do get uh, a little crazy in January, if interest rates come down, which by the way, we do see our phone calls correlate to interest rates. We don't necessarily see them correlate to views. And so we've had a few videos that have done very well or gone mini viral, you could say, even like this last one, South Lake, uh, 25,000 views in, inside of two weeks. That's pretty good, but our our phone hasn't rang 20x or 30x, but whenever rates dropped a half a percent, you know, um, three quarters of a percent, then the phone rings a, a lot more than it does usually. So. So we do see that, and that happened uh, earlier in this year, February, we saw a little bit of dip, uh, phone calls picked up, and then as they just gradually raised uh, almost the rest of this year, that suppressed phone calls, but we still had phone calls coming in and with the right people. Again, to still hit over uh, a million just from YouTube alone in this type of market, I'm okay with that. Not as much as I want it to do, but hey, that's okay. So again, we're hyper-focused, hyper -focused, very niche down on what we're doing and, and focusing on that. And we have seen this time of year turn over some business for us. I mean, December for the last couple of years has been a very strong month for us, one of our strongest months. Uh, January as well. So so for us, uh, from what I hear, that's that seems to be some downtime in some people's businesses, but but uh, we don't we don't play that game right we're just gonna stay consistent on content so that should keep phone calls coming in on a consistent basis you know to a certain degree does that fluctuate sure but again even if we're averaging you know two two three leads a day I mean you think about that 60 to 90 leads a month of high quality people looking to make a move and those are just those are actual real estate. We're not counting leases, so we, we don't count leases in our numbers. So if that's the case, then then I would still take that, right? Two to three inbound leads per day of people that want to work with us, that's a pretty good return. But now you want to consider this. You want to consider your publishing schedule, um, how it falls, where Christmas is, Christmas Eve, New Year's Eve, New Year's Day. Again, they both fall on a Monday, so... Uh, Christmas falls on a Monday, New Year's Day falls on a Monday, so maybe you want to look at your analytics. Uh, right now, Sunday is our heaviest day in analytics, so if I go, if I click on my analytics in my YouTube channel and I click on the audience tab and I scroll down to the purple graph of that says when your viewers are on YouTube, Sunday, Sunday is our, our, our heaviest day. So we are uh, now Saturday is a pretty heavy day too. So we've been kind of publishing on Saturday to capture Saturday and Sunday, kind of ride that wave. But since we have a holiday on Monday, I think we'll go ahead and push back one day and publish on Sunday morning for the 24th for New Year's or uh, Christmas Eve and then Sunday the 31st on New Year's Eve. And that would be our, our holiday publishing schedule. And then... Uh, yeah, for Thanksgiving, we published on Thursday instead of Saturday. So we just published ahead of schedule. Instead of waiting till Saturday, we published on Thursday. And that uh, that gave that video, at least initially, it seemed like 
a pretty good a pretty good boost so we want to capture that right now we want to capture um, those people still researching and and looking for uh, looking for the home that they're ready to move into and make that move so uh, let me go over into the chat and see uh, see if we got a few questions over there uh, is this available on the PC? I'm not sure what that means. Uh, no. Yeah, you have to access Clubhouse on your phone. Unfortunately, it's not available on desktop. Oh. Okay. Mm, let's see. Uh, Diana. Yeah, Diana. Diana says I'm an agent partner. Yeah, can of course. Um, let's see. Yeah, we should send out, you just message uh, client care at Passive Prospecting and let them know what you need. And we should be able to, we should be able to uh, get you taken care of. That's not a problem. Let me see. Um, I think Sherry has her hand raised. Yeah, I tried to just bring, let me see. I tried to bring her up. Oh, hey, Bonnie. I just refreshed. Uh, Bonnie, what's up, Bonnie? How are you? Uh, let me see. Let's see if it lets me bring anybody up. Oh, there's Sherry. And let's see, Mark. Oh, we got some new people on Clubhouse in here. Uh, Clint, Mark, Joanne. What's going on? Uh, let me see. Uh, oh, Micah. Micah's down there. What's up, Micah? He's new to Clubhouse as well. Eric, my, Eric, my man from Austin. Wow, my goodness. We're bringing everyone out of the woodworks today. Sherry, what's up? How are you? You got a question for us or a comment or a contribution? All right. I just figured out how to come off of mute. It's been a couple years since I've been in Clubhouse. Thanks for hosting here. Oh, you're welcome. Yeah. Um, okay. So I just uh, purchased the program that you offer for pro passive prospecting. This is my first clubhouse uh, meeting with you guys. I'm not sure if this is just for members or if it's an open community. It's um, open. Okay. Okay, great. So I guess this could be kind of a general question uh, either way. Um, haven't gotten into the material yet, but I'm just wondering, and, and thank you for kind of going through what type of content that sort of moves you and that you feel comfortable with. I can see myself doing a number of, you know, like in office, um, reporting style, touring prop, you know, uh, communities, like a number of different sort of like a mix, a good mix of things. Um, my question is around getting started initially, like publishing those first several videos. Does it, does it seem like you want to give kind of an a broad brush overview of the channel or do you want to just dive into like you know going deep with certain content like can you speak to just sort of getting started with your first half a dozen videos and what what would you do to start the channel yeah have you gone through any of the program yet not yet oh, okay <laughs> yeah well we we definitely lay it out in there and okay. and then also the uh, the workbook inside there that we have uh, basically your first three months worth of content that we recommend you start with and so that's broken down by basically by video topic and then 
And, and then, but we, you know, before you get to that point, we show you how to research. So I can't tell you like exactly how to title it, but we tell you how to research, um, show you how to research and how, how you may want to position it or title it for your market. And then just kind of follow that format. So yeah, that'll be laid out in there. And ideally, you know, we position the the program at for as you go through it. I mean that it is in in steps and in order that you want to do, and so as you go through that, you know we we pretty much start out with uh, content research, right? So we're going to start researching and uh, going through there, and then we you know move into um, building your channel, I think, or that might be before content research. But then once you have your content research, then you have to. Uh, you know, structure the video. Once you structure that, then it's like, okay, well, how do you, how do you make a video? All right, well, we cover, you know, how to make an office video, how to make a neighborhood video, how to make a map video, how to make a, a short video on there. And so we kind of, we walk you through that stuff. And then, uh, yeah, just, it'll take you through step by step. So you'll see as you go through. Okay, great. That's what I was hoping. Thanks so much. Yeah, you're welcome. Uh, what's up, uh, Oh, I got to ask, what's bananas for life? Is that just like craziness? Is that what you're looking for? Bananas for life, Sherry? It's in, it's in your profile. <laughs> uh, you know what? It, it, I don't remember why I put that on there again. It's been a couple years. It could have been just like an interpretation, your interpretation of what that means. Bananas meaning like excited. I don't know if you follow Tom Ferry at all, but there's a little um, reference, a nod to Tom Ferry there. Oh, yeah, I know Tom Ferry. Yeah. Yeah, we're homies. Yeah, me and him, we, we go way back. Uh, That's where the bananas comes from. Plus, gotcha. I love bananas. Okay, well, there you go, bananas. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Hey, Bonnie, how are you today? Good, good. I saw you. I was just looking through here and um, saw you had a room. I'm like, awesome. I can always learn from Levi, always. <laughs> Well, thank you, Bonnie. Uh, anything, uh, are, are you working on any videos? Have you started your video journey or do you just, uh, you like to listen in? I'm actually just trying to get myself motivated to go over to YouTube. So I'm on Instagram, Facebook, and uh, TikTok, but I just have not jumped to YouTube. And I just, I'm just listening, trying to get some encouragement to do this. Um, I mean, I know it works. I know I should do it. I don't know if it's that difficult to do. Um, but I'm just, it's something I probably need to do in 2024 just to get myself in Alabama and Birmingham, Tuscaloosa, and get known here um, that way. I mean, I'm on social media. I have a lot of social media connections, and I'm in a coaching group, so I have a lot of connections that way. Clubhouse, I have a lot of connections this way. But I do feel like I need to go into video and, and take it to YouTube. So. Yeah. You're, you're peaking my interest, Levi. <laughs> well, how long have you been in real estate? Uh, six years. Okay. How long do you, are you planning to be in much longer? Oh yeah. I'll be in, I'll be in till the end. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I love it though. Like I absolutely love it. Every day is different. You never know who you're going to talk to. Um, I just thoroughly enjoy it. Well, that's great. Well then you should definitely be on YouTube. If you're, if you're in it till the end, then might as well be in YouTube till the end as well. Yeah, I'm sure there'll be those that'll hang with me to the end. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm following you just to see, just to get myself to do it, so. All right. Well, I think we, uh, Chrissy doesn't even know this yet, but uh, I've got a, a plan for next year that I think may help out with that. So, 
So, um, that's just, awesome. Yep. I'd love to hear that. Just uh, came up with that uh, today. Probably going to start working on it. So, oh, by the way, Chrissy is a, uh, a Georgia fan. So, just wanted to throw that out there. Oh, you know, I even go there. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I'll, I'll just be totally honest. <laughs> Let me see who's down here. We have, no, I don't think we have, well, yeah, we do have Holly and we've got maybe a couple Clint's up here too. Yeah. So, I am an Alabama fan. Um, I do like Tuscaloosa and Alabama, but I am really a War Eagle fan. So my, my son is a closing <laughs> attorney in Auburn, and that's kind of where our heart goes. But Chrissy, I'm sorry. We have an it obnoxious, was a heartbreaker. Oh, my gosh. We have an obnoxious person in our office. It's Georgia, and so he has killed it for anyone to like Georgia. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's any time that we go head to head, it's always going to have some feelings involved. So, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, great game, great game. It, it was it was a good game. It was fun to watch until we lost, and then it wasn't fun to watch anymore. But <laughs> uh, okay, let's see here. Let me go back over to the chat and uh, let's see. Seethong, uh, hopefully I'm saying that correctly. Seethong, uh, I've read your comments. Community page, but still ensure is the brand channel name the same as uh, living in city and state name? Well, I mean they're, I mean living in is just a is just a a phrase really uh and and it's typically a a search term that some people default to we're not saying it's the only one you got your channel definitely does not have to be named living in and and even now more and more i mean i think even even uh you know your name plus Dallas Texas Realtor is is just as just as effective as living in or something else just of what i've seen over the last 3 years now a lot of people you know we had initially named it living in uh just because that was the the highest search term in Dallas at the time but uh, again channel name i don't think is is a a big factor in the success it really comes down to the the individual videos and the consistency but otherwise a brand account is is a uh, is what the very the different type of accounts are on on Google. So anytime you sign on to Google, if you open a, a YouTube channel, it's going to default typically to your your name and your primary email. So that's the case. You want to uh, that's attached to your Google account. A brand account is is you would open that up separately, and it would still kind of be in that same format. You go in through the settings, you open up a brand account, but that becomes a uh, a transferable asset really is what it becomes. That's why you want a brand account because if you open up a personal account on YouTube or you start posting all your content there down the road, if, if you ever want to pass that channel along or, uh, you know, you get offered a buyout on it, which that's something else that we do talk about, uh, which is an opportunity. It, you're just not going to be able to transfer that channel. Now you can transfer it into a brand channel, but if you've built it up over the last three years, that's one of the things that uh, is is not a great thing because then you will lose comments and it erases all your comments if you you know if you do it down the road. So if you get you know thousands of subscribers and tens of thousands of comments on your channel and then you have to transfer it to a brand account, it's going to wipe clean a lot of that stuff, the comments and, and something else. Um, what else does that affect on there, Chrissy? It's mostly just comments. Yeah. You get to keep all of your videos, um, all of your followers. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, everything stays the same except for the comments. So the engagement has to be built back up, but you get to keep everything else. Yeah, and so and that was part of, again, my initial research. Uh, I realized that too before starting the channel, and so opened up a brand channel and named it uh, not my name because then it it's it can be some it can become something that I could sell. You hear of people buying teams, and it's harder to sell like the Levi Lassick home selling team than it is uh, living in Dallas, Texas team. So if we have a channel that's branded around the city, and we've had multiple creators on the channel, we've had team members create videos, you know, people other than myself, and those videos have done just as well because we have an established audience. So that's something that you want to keep in mind is that. Uh, you have those types of factors. Who's to say? I mean, I'm not saying you, you are positioning your channel for that, but it does give you options. If you want to transfer ownership to a partner, a spouse, uh, you want to sell it, then then it gives you a clean slate. Everything transfers over with it. You keep your you know your personal name, your uh, your email that's attached to Gmail. Uh, you know you don't have to worry about any of that stuff. It, the brand account is not really attached to the email. It's it's a just it's a brand account. So ultimately, you want to open up that brand account and start your channel with that. And what you name it, of course, living in, moving to, relocating to, or even you know Levi Lassick, Dallas, Texas realtor, that can be changed down the road uh, at any time. But you do want to establish a brand around that name as quickly as possible. But also think about that now. The other thing is you get down the road and you want to re remove yourself from production. I mean, I've done that. So the channel still functions and we still generate a lot of business. I mean, if you look at it, really the way I'm positioned on the channel is, is uh, I guess, as a referral agent, really. I mean, that's the way you could look at it is that I generate the leads and then I just pass them on to either my business partner or the team. And, and I collect a referral fee. So I get a referral off of all of those transactions. So I haven't opened a door for the 300 transactions we've done from YouTube over the last three years, but I've been paid a referral fee for the last three years on every single one of those transactions. So you could even, and I could, again, if somebody else stepped in and started creating content because the, the, the audience is established, then there's a good opportunity that I could walk away from this channel and, and still have uh, technically a passive income if, if I still wanted to collect referral fees or manage it that way in some form or fashion or uh, have somebody else kind of manage it. But uh, you know, if somebody stepped in and said, hey, I wanna create content for the channel, I just want the leads uh, and I'll pay you a referral, I could say, okay, cool. And that could get me out of creating content. So there's different things you could do. You could hold on to this as a long-term asset. Uh, if you want it to be a passive asset, then you'd want somebody else that could come in and create the content. And the reason somebody may want to do that is because, guess what? They don't have to build it from scratch. It's, it's, it's similar to taking over an established business. I mean, the channel is a business, really, is what it comes down to. Because we have systems and processes and uh, people and uh, CRM, you know, all of it is tied into that channel, phone numbers and emails, again, automations, campaigns, triggers, all of that is tied back to that. So it is a, that channel has become a living, breathing business. And, uh, but also at the same time, I can sell it if I want. If I wanted a, a big cash payout, 
you know, all I've got to do is show the transactions and the revenue that it's generated over the last year or two, and they'll do a, you know, um, do a multiplier and, and calculate that, and that could be what it's worth. I mean, I, you know, could probably sell it for a couple million right now, but at the same time, I think it'll be worth 10 and and who knows, two to five years, depending on the market, <laughs> may be worth nothing <laughs> in, in two years. Who knows? But uh, at the at the time, I'm not ready to to part ways with it or step out completely. So I just want that opportunity to uh, have that flexibility. And whatever you do, as Chrissy likes to say, do not start that channel with a brokerage email or any type of email that you do not own. I have so, so many horror stories. So many. <laughs> Don't do it. Do not do it. You know, and I, I just to reiterate on that too, I think more importantly than anything, if you are not aware of what type of account you have, I encourage you to go check it out and find out because especially if you do think that you may have set this up under a brokerage account or you don't remember which email you set it up with, if you are going to convert that brand channel over and you want to transfer ownership to yourself, um, because a lot of times if you're using a brokerage email on the brand side, it's the brokerage that owns it, even if it is a brand account, the brokerage is actually the one that owns it. So as soon as they delete that email for you, your YouTube channel is deleted as well. So this has happened to multiple clients. It almost happened to me about 10 years ago when I actually had no idea what I was doing, but I had almost a million views on my YouTube channel. And I didn't want to lose mo- all of my stuff was family vlog memories, but I didn't want to lose my family vlog memory. So I had to hurry and do that transfer. That transfer can take 30 days or more sometimes if you're adding a new email to that ownership account. So I would encourage you, if you're not 100% sure what email you used or what type of account you have, go check that out now. Because if something does happen, even if you don't anticipate changing brokerages or anything like that, I never thought I was going to leave the company that I was working with. And so I helped build that company. And so I thought I was going to be there forever. But if I wouldn't have checked it when I did, I would have lost that entire channel. So it's always it's always a possibility that you can lose it if you don't own the email address. So just make sure that you know what it is and you take steps now to change it to a brand account under an email that you own because it is a process to move that over if you're currently using something under a brand account that is not associated with your email. All right. Peter says, I'm just beyond four months with my channel. My subs seem to be getting more consistent last week or so, keeping the faith. Yeah, Peter. I mean, it's also, it's a different market right now too. So it is going to take probably maybe a little bit longer. Uh, You want to get established. I mean, again, rates have come down a little bit and which is great. And also we're in getting into fall and winter. So seasonality. So all right now, now is the greatest time, in my opinion, to be creating the content. Will you get the phone calls or the business you're looking for right now? Maybe not, but you want to be as best positioned as possible for January, February, March. And those that stay consistent right now, create the content, uh, keep the faith, just keep moving forward, make videos till the end. Like Bonnie said, just be in it till the end. I mean, that's, this is what you have to think about. Um, you can't be like, well, I'm going to try this for two or three months and see if it works. Nah, it doesn't really work like that. I mean, really... Again, uh, it took 90 days for us to get the first deal under contract, but also did about four months worth of pre-work. So in totality, you look at that, and that's seven months of work uh, before I closed the first deal. 
So now 90 days from publishing the first video, but again, I spent a couple of months uh, researching, prepping, filming, uh, just because I, I went about it a different way. Most people would just start, make a video and publish it. I studied and, and learned the platform and, and did as much pos as I possibly could to learn as much as I could to, before getting started, just because I wanted to come in and came in with the intention to, uh, you know, to do well as soon as possible. So, so at the time, it's just a different, uh, uh, where we are on this and, uh, Okay. All right. And, uh, yep. Let me see. Let me check back in the chat. Let's see. Planting seeds. Yeah. Mark. Yep. Planting seeds. That's it. Henry says, great information. You're welcome. All right. So, uh, let me see. I don't think I see any other questions. Is there any other hands raised? No. What's up, Solomon? Good to see you. Derek, my man jumped in there at the bottom. Good to see you, Derek, Micah. Hello. And, uh, let me see here. All right. So I don't have anything else. Anything else you want to close out with, Chrissy? Uh, just to summarize, I mean, you know, the people who are taking advantage of this time now, a lot of agents pull back. They make that mistake in December thinking, well, the business isn't coming in. It's not the here and now. So I'll focus on this in January. The people who do that are going to miss out on this wave. If you think about the surfers out there, I've only surfed a couple times. I'm absolutely terrible at it. But I do know that once you're out in the waves, it's a lot of waiting. That's what December and January are typically like. January is a little bit more of the swell, but the people who are sitting out there consistently making the content, they're out in the water, they're the ones that will catch the wave. The other people will be left behind. And so if you wanna be way ahead of the people who are thinking about maybe starting the new year with YouTube, the people who are starting the year with YouTube are not actually starting the year with YouTube. They're thinking about getting started at the beginning of January. The people who are taking action in December will be the ones that ride that wave into 2024. And it will make a massive impact on your sales for spring, especially as these interest rates start to dip. So just keep that in mind when you're thinking about, you know, thinking about and thinking about and thinking about hitting, hitting the gas on this, just press play get something out there, start making that habit in December and it will really benefit you for 2024. There you go. I think that's a good note to end on. So thank you for joining us today and we will see you next week. See you guys. Thank you for joining us on today's podcast. If you're interested in partnering with us to access our YouTube course and coaching at no cost, schedule a call at passiveprospectingpartner.com.